And good evening. Welcome to the Naked Pastor, the show that is all about you and your questions regarding faith, religion, God, and the Bible. Tonight we are talking about what happens to me when I die. There are a lot of schools out regarding this, so we have got a couple of guests, host speakers that are speaking tonight. I'm just waiting for Robert and Matthijs to lock in. They will be live with us in a second or two. Good evening to you. Um, I want you to remember that you are welcome to call in. If you see on your app, there's a little call button, and um, you can just call in with a question. Or if you're a little bit shy, feel free to um, just type a question. You are more than welcome to do that as well. All right. So, good evening, Robbie. How are you, man? Welcome. I'm very well, my friend. How are you? I'm doing very, very good. Robbie is a friend of mine. Uh, we've been friends for the better part of 10 years, and uh, he's a pastor in Pretoria. Robbie, will you tell the audience a little bit about your ministry and what you've been going to, what you're doing, what you've been through? Yeah, sure, uh, brother. Um, I'm a pastor in the same denomination as you are in the Living Word, but I'm also the founder of uh, WOW Outreach Ministries which is a ministry that is focused on reaching out to the streets, uh, reaching out to uh, uh, people on the streets and the community, community upliftment, uh, that kind of stuff. Good stuff. Matthijs, can you hear us? Indeed. Hello, Matthijs. How are you? Matthijs is also a friend. He is a pastor also, um, also from Living Word and um, also a bit of... But let me let him tell you what he does and where he's from. Matthijs, would you just share with us where you're from and what's going on in your ministry? What's God doing in your life? Okay. Uh, Wilker, thank you. Opportunity, man. Yes, we are here from Bronkospreit. Um, yeah, unfortunately, we are not with living word anymore we are still part of the family extended family but we mm -hmm. have gone through a name change to x29 the movement uh but yeah it's still part of the family so in any way but yeah we are involved here in our community we've planted a few churches all over the world and uh from mozambique to india and then we've got a rehab center here in bronkospreit where we are very actively involved in very good, thanks, Matthijs, um Tell just to tell the audience about X twenty nine. What 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 what's that all about? Okay, so basically we we had a um, I, I'm one of the big living living of uh, sons for many years, and uh, then all of a sudden we had a few prophets coming all over and just confirming and saying the Lord wants to do something new in our midst, and it's time to have your own. Mm -hmm. And um, and they started prophesying and saying that uh, there's a time that we should go. And we, we had a check with Neville and with the apostolic figures in our life. And after a lot of confirmation, we, we went over and God started, we call it Acts 29, the movement. And the reason why we've called it Acts 29, obviously there's only 28 chapters in Acts. But the whole thing that it's all about is that the church hasn't ceased, that it's still continuing. And that God's okay. still busy, proactive in the church. Okay, so for those of you that don't know, Acts only has 28 chapters. So that is such a cool name. I just love that. Robbie, 
Um, guys, let's just dive into this. Um, I spoke to somebody today, and let me just give you a bit of a lead up regarding this. Number one, when we started this podcast a couple of weeks ago, about eight weeks ago, six, eight weeks ago, um, we couldn't have planned that today, Ascension Day, we speak about what happens when you die. So first of all, um, if I have to give anyone credit for that, that'll be the Lord just absolutely coordinating this thing. And I'm so blown out, blown away with that. That said, spoke to a friend of mine, currently in school, their children are actually discussing um, a lot regarding bullying and the whole thing it's just escalated, and we're going to get to that, and you will see how this just fits in tonight. So let me first throw it to Matthijs. Matthijs and Robbie, when you feel you can just jump in, if we can, the three of us can give each other a chance to just to put in and what, 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 I'll appreciate that. Um, all the listeners, you are welcome. If you look on your app, there is a little square button. If you click on that, you can actually share that to your WhatsApp connections or your Facebook connections. Um, like everybody else, you know, just click the, the, the bell to follow and all of that. Please share that. We'd love to have more people on the show. Welcome to Horst KZN as well. Guys, and here we go. What happens, Ruby, when, when you die, when somebody dies, what happens to them? Okay, well, I believe it's a very um, wide topic that we are busy discussing, and we can't say with so much certainty. But what I do believe is that when the, the Bible says, um, Paul writes and he says, when you're absent in, in body, you will be with Christ. And mm -hmm. I believe that the moment when, we, when you have your final breath this side, you will step in in eternity, you will be with Christ. Uh, I also believe that there's two times. There's a something that we call Kronos time, and which goes chronologically, and then something that we call Kairos time, which is God's set time and the time which God functions in or the spirit functions in. So basically, I, I do believe that, um, that when we enter out of this life, we, we sleep and we go into the next, which is with Christ, absent in body, and we will be with Christ. All right, Robbie. What do you make of that? You... Yeah, well, you know what? I think that uh, that is one of the questions that if I do counseling or I have pastoral care or I'm at the high schools, this is one of the big questions that mankind has. This is one of the questions that need answering in people's lives. Uh, the other one is, uh, who am I? Uh, that's the question of identity. Uh, why am I here? The question of purpose. Where do I come from? The question of origin. And then what happens to me when I die? The, your eternal destiny. I think yeah. that is a question that everyone uh, uh, would love to have clarity on. And you know what? I, I also never had answers to this. And the only thing, the only let's call it religion for a lack of better words, the only philosophy that gave me answers was the Word of God. It's the only okay. source that I could find that uh, gave me answers. And uh, the reality is that uh, everyone is heading 
to one destination. And 2 okay. Corinthians 5 verse 10 says, we are all going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. Mm. Everyone that has all lived right. on earth. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, welcome to Dr. Albert. You are also so welcome to post questions. And, um, you know, guys, you can call in. We do want you to phone in. We do want you to post questions and throw scenarios at us. And here's something I want to share with you guys. Okay, so we're talking about what happens to you when you die. And we're saying that, Matthias and Robbie, if I can just summarize that very quickly, that when you die, you are going to face judgment. You're going to face Jesus. You're going to f come to meet the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Remember, we're asking this question from a biblical point of view. So, but what do we make of reincarnation? Matthijs. Okay, so, um, well, if you, I, I believe that we are eternal beings. So, you are not, we are not beings that cease to be. And because we are eternal beings, we've been created in God's image. We bear we bear the marks of Christ. We we, we resemble Christ. We are as, we are exactly as God is. And in in personal, I if it if, if it comes to that, I believe that we we will not cease um, when we die. So reincarnation, as the as the Hindus believe that you're coming back as. Uh, a dog, or you, if you had good behavior, you'll come back as a cow or something like that. I don't believe in that. I just okay. believe that we, we will continue with Christ forever on. Okay, so what you're saying is, I just, I just want to put something in there. I sometimes want to come back as some people's dog because they treat their dogs as so much fun things. But, um, <laughs> okay, um, we've got a good question that's popped in here, and we're going to come back to that now. Thanks, Rachel. What happens to someone if they commit suicide? But let's talk about um, Elijah. Remember, you guys know the Bible. Elijah was taken away. Was he reincarnated? Jesus died and he came back. Was he reincarnated? What do we make of that? Yeah, look, uh, if you, Robbie, if you, you read about that. John the Baptist, uh, you know, the, the, some of the Pharisees believed that he was Elijah reincarnated. So, um, you know, there, 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 there are some people that, that uh, you know, have room in their philosophy for that. But if we read New Testament scripture, it says that it was appointed for man to live only once. So that is something that is so crucial, actually, for us to understand is you have one opportunity. When we're going to get into this thing of suicide also, people need to understand you have one opportunity here on earth to live a life that is purposeful, that is meaningful. Um, there are no second chances, and there is no coming back. All right, Robbie, yeah. oh, you, you use the word we, okay? We. Who is we? Because, I mean, is we all of mankind, everybody that lives and breathes and is born? Is all of us going... Um, to exist with God for eternity, what do you on that? And would you tap into what happens to someone if they commit suicide? And would you sp split that question? Um, what happens to a believer if they commit suicide, and what happens to a non-believer if they commit suicide? Okay, now th that's been a debate throughout the church history for quite some time, where um, obviously people differ on that subject. 
but I personally believe that um, suicide is not the unforgivable sin. Uh, okay. I believe that w once uh, when, when somebody was a believer and they really found Christ, and they come to a point of weakness that, that the God that we serve is not like Allah, that he's going to just walk out on you and leave you. But I believe that he will stick through with you and he, he, will, he will stay faithful and he will preserve you in Christ. Jesus makes a statement and he says that, that you've been placed in, in my father's hands and no one can take you out of it. And I firmly believe in the fact that, that the work that Christ did on the cross was completed. When he said it was finished, it's finished. So obviously for a person that commits suicide who's not in Christ, um, I, I, I believe, um, I, Robbie, I think you just quoted Hebrews 9.27 where it says it's appointed uh, to die once and after that face the judgment. So the, the question would be that where we have died because it's very, the scripture is very clear on the fact that we aren't living but we have died and we are in Christ and we are seated in heavenly places but we still have an active life on earth. So mm. as a believer, I believe as, as we serve the Lord and we stand up, we, uh, we, we are drawn by God's goodness and His favor. And that's why we are preserved in Christ. So um, uh, maybe just uh, to, to just quickly, um, if you don't mind me hijacking, but uh, when Jesus went onto the Mount of Transfiguration, that's the very f point where we see, um, I mean, there's only f three figures in the Bible that, that didn't really die. Enoch was walking with God and he ceased and he wasn't no more. Um, and then we see the story of Elijah and we see the story of Moses. But mm. two of these figures had a had an encounter with Christ. And they, I mean, Moses had a promise that he will go into the, the, pro the promised land. And many of us yeah. overlook it that the promised land is not a geographical location, but it's a person. It was, he, the, the, the word was referring to Christ. He's the promise. He's the land. He was mm -hmm. the promise from the beginning. Israel was not going to have the land forever. They were going to be in God, in Christ. And that sure. is what, what Joseph wrote when he said that he was looking forward for a place where the foundations was not laid by man's hands, but by God, where the foundations mm -hmm. was laid by God. So basically, when Jesus was on the Mount of Transfiguration, there was an encounter where, where he met up and he was out of Kronos time because he was he transformed into his heavenly body. And we see the next mo moment that Moses was there and Elijah was there and they both came into their promise. And there they weighed him by the word. So... Um, what I do believe is that we, we obtain Christ. We, our inheritance is in Christ and that he is the fullness of what we will get. All right. That is fantastic. I just love how you say that. Robbie, what do you put, say there? Just give Hoi in there, my friend. friend. Uh, yeah, you know, uh, uh, I, I just keep thinking about this story, uh, not story, this uh, chapter in the book of John chapter 14, where, you know, Christ is walking with his disciples and then he drops a bomb on them. He says to them, listen, don't be worried, but I'm, I'm leaving soon. And he mm -hmm. says to them, but I'm going to prepare a place for you. And, okay. you know, I, he says to them, uh, in my father's house, there are, there's much room. And if it mm -hmm. wasn't so, I wouldn't, I, I would have told you, but I'm going to prepare a place for you. And then he says to them, you know where I'm going. 
And then uh, Thomas, who was a doubtful guy, said to him, Lord, we don't know where you're going. Uh, how can we know the way? And Jesus says to him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. So the reality is that uh, I, what, what um, uh, my brother said is, is very true concerning the, the, the human soul. It's an eternal being. So, they, you know, you are going to live forever, but it's either going to be in, in, in Christ, in his presence with him, the promised land, or it's going to be a place of judgment and torment. That's the only two destinations, uh, eternal destinations that there are for mankind. And, um, you know, when it comes to the matter of suicide, uh, I think that Christians... Uh, I do believe that it's possible for a Christian to commit suicide. I believe that, uh, you know, in a moment of weakness, you can do something like that. But I do believe it won't be so easy because, you see, Christ in you is the Prince of Peace. Oh, yes. And he tends, he tends to give us a peace that is supernatural. He tends to, to, to uh, um, if, you, if you have a relationship with God, if you have a relationship with God through Jesus and you have the Holy Spirit in your life, uh, I do believe that he will comfort you, he will console you, he will give you the endurance yeah. to keep going. Um, but should a Christian in a moment of uh, weakness uh, decide to do something like that, uh, Christ died once for the sins of mankind. Yeah. And whoever chooses to receive him, uh, his sins are wiped out. He says, as far as the East is, removed from the West, I remove your sins from you. So I believe, believe such a person is still going to then uh, enter into the promise of God, enter into heaven. Um, someone who commits suicide and doesn't know the law is lost, he's doomed, he's condemned, he's, he's lost forever. The, the, you know, some people think that when you commit suicide, you'll be able to stand before God and say, oh, but, you know, it was so difficult and you don't yeah. understand yeah. and there's no such thing. You need to receive Christ this side of the grave. There's no second yes. chance. When okay. you've died, it's too late. You need to receive what Jesus did for you this side of the grave while you're still alive. Good stuff. We've got a question here from Janine. Thanks, Janine. Welcome uh, to the show. Janine asks, why must we stand in judgment if we are saved? Our sins forgiven, and we go to heaven. Um, who wants to go on that one? Matthias, can I give that to you? Why must we stand in yeah. judgment if we are saved yes. or our sins are forgiven? Okay, well, Janine, I don't, I don't believe that we will come under judgment. I think we will come in Afrikaans, we will come under the, where, where, where Christ will weigh the good works that we have done. But let, let, let's take John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. And that we must contextualize to understand that Christ was already given before the foundations of the earth. And that Christ laid down, it was a choice. But like, just like God said to Mo, um, to Abraham, when he made the promise of the promised land, he said that your, your descendants will go into Egypt and they'll be there for 300 or 400 years. And, and then we will take them out because the sins of the people has not come to its fullest. So mm. in theology, we speak of um, the, the right time when Christ should have come. 
Um, and what we do see is how Christ came and he delivered us. So verse 18 in John 3 reads like, whoever believes in him is not condemned. But yeah. whoever does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only son of God. So I, do, I don't believe that as a Christian, I believe when, when Christ died on the cross, um, he, he, he said it was fulfilled, it was finished, the work was complete, and that now nothing is outstanding on that account anymore. That's why we can't add anything to the work and we can't take away anything that has been done. So yeah. we come in agreement. But again, we are in Kronos time where things are play, playing off post-cross. But in mm. Kairos time, in God's time, the cross was before the foundations of the earth, and we are already victorious, and we are in the risen Christ. So mm. um, for us, I believe we will, when, when, you, when the, the believer dies, he walks in maybe in, in um, Revelations 5, where Christ is centered in the middle of the throne, and the angels and the sheriffs are give, is, is worshiping him, saying, holy, holy, holy is the, is the Lord. And then there's the big question, who is worthy to take the book and to open its seals? And um, in, in short, uh, I am of the opinion that, that I'm not going under Christ's judgment because they've already been judged. There's already yeah. been a, a dividing. So I'm, I'm moving into eternal life with Christ seated with him, ruling and reigning for all eternity. So what you're saying in a nutshell, Matthijs, is that even though as Christians, we're going to stand in front of a judgment seat, but we do not have to be afraid that we're going to be judged. We, or we are we're going to stand there and Jesus is going to be our advocate and we're going to be uh, um, set free or uh, declared innocent of all sin. Uh, is that in a nutshell? Yeah, Christ has, be, has already been condemned and been, been judged on our account. I mean, yeah. if we have to go into heaven and stand, and even for the smallest sin, have to pay by our own works or our own, own righteousness, we cannot enter mm. and we cannot do it. So that's why we needed a Savior. No. Rehester has just yeah. posted, I don't know if you guys can see that. Esther has posted, Romans 8.1 says that there's no condemnation for those who are in Christ. For we are no longer under the law of sin and death, but under the law of the spirit of life. So the key here is being in Christ. But let's move on from there. Can we, because I mean, we're talking about what happens to the day, to us when we die, and then we've got different things happening. People saying, well, they pray to the dead, they talk to the dead, uh, the, the dead speak back to them, and they'll give some examples out of the Bible. Can we, or can the deceased, the dead people, speak to us or contact us? Robbie. Hello. Robbie, you there? Well, I will go with that one. Yeah. yeah so, in in my opinion, we we can. I don't believe that the dead can speak. In the story that Jesus told about Lazarus and the and the rich man, it is very clear that the rich man wanted to speak to his family and his the members of his household, and that mm. that yes. that Christ said no, that they had a witness, and it was the word. So basically, I believe that there is that we've got stuff like demon spirits that communicate to people and um, familiar spirits and stuff like that. But I don't believe that the dead communicate back to us anymore in these days, especially mm. especially not after the cross of Jesus. 
and yes. that that would be absolutely demonic spirits. And then yeah. um, we do see that there is interaction with the righteous. If we look in Romans 11, we see the pavilion of people that that's, that's completed. Paul, that's run his run, and um, mm. Abraham and Moses. And we see how they observe and they are looking at us. And I believe those guys are cheering us on, but they won't speak to us because we've got the Holy Spirit of God that is speaking to us. Exactly. I mean, so what we're saying here is that any, or let me just carry on. I'm not going to jump the gun here. What about, uh, we talk about purgatory and souls finding rest or peace, the 40 days that some philosophies teach that a soul has to travel through the aerial realm and has to go through the aerial tall houses. What's that? What do we make of that from a Christian point of view? Okay, I like Reinhard Bonke's uh, statement when they asked him that question once. He said, he's not sure of the X, Ys, and Zs. He's just fond on the ABCs. And mm. then he started ministering the, the gospel. But in, in my opinion, I believe that right through the Bible, since Genesis, we see that Abraham went and he slept and he's, he's been with his fathers. And we mm. see that Isaac died and he's with his fathers. He's, he sleeps and he went with to his fathers. We see that Jacob went and he slept and he was with his father. We saw that Joseph and the, the 12 brothers went and they died and they, they, they were sleeping and they were with their, with their fathers. So mm. it's as if in the Old Testament, especially you will remember in John 11, when Jesus spoke to the disciples, he said to them, um, uh, when the news came that, jo that Lazarus was very sick. And then Jesus only four days later decided to, to go to, to Lazarus. And they asked, well, Lord, um, why do you want to go? And, and he made a statement. He said, our friend Lazarus is sleeping. And they said, yeah. I go to awaken him. And then there mm. was a bit of confusion. And then the Bible says, and Jesus told them plainly, uh, um, Lazarus has died. So in that context, when Jesus came to the grave, there was a sincereness that I believe that he still felt pain and remorse because it was in this life that we will miss out. But Paul makes a statement in 1 Corinthians 15. He says, why do you weep as if you don't have any hope? Yeah. Haven't you heard of the resurrection of the dead? Haven't you believed? And I mean, Christ makes a statement there to the two sisters. And he says that I am the resurrection and I am the life. And whoever is in him will never die, but they have, we will rise on him. And then Martha made a statement. She said, Lord, I know that my brother will rise on the last day. And he said, no, no. I am the resurrection. With other words, in me, you're, you're alive today. So I was very confronted with this um, topic because my father passed away when I was 12. And I, I, I had the question, God, if you're so good and loving, why do we lose loved ones? And I yeah. was in a, a, in a terrible state as a young man trying to figure out where is this God of love if I've only experienced pain and torment. And mm. only after maturing and receiving Christ and giving my heart to the Lord, I understood and I felt the security of knowing that death is not, is, it's, part, it's part of the whole, just as birth was part of the process, death is just part of, it's the next phase that we're moving. But because we have gone into Christ, we've died, I've died 20 years ago when I gave my life to Jesus, never yes. to die again. And that yes. is why I'm secure walking, knowing 
that in Christ I'm preserved, I'm seated, and I can rule reign. And by His grace, I can deal with everything in my life. Mm. Fantastic. So what we're saying here is that when I am saved, and when we say saved, I think we need to clarify that um, because you're not saved by what you give. Um, I think there's a big move in the church or the worldwide church that you must give your heart to God. You cannot be saved by what you give. You are saved by what you receive. 1 John 12 says, as many as receive Jesus into their lives, to him, he gives the right to be called child of God because you were not born of the will of man or the will of flesh, but by the will of God, you were born again. Nicodemus says, Jesus says to Nicodemus, unless you are born again, you cannot see the kingdom of God. And that might sound arrogant if I speak to a Muslim, a Hindu, or whatever other religion is out there. But the foundation is that Jesus is only the only one that has ever, ever in the history of mankind said that I am the way, I am the truth. I am the door. I am the life. I am the son of God. He's the only one that said that the father and I, we are one. And so Muhammad said, I, I I'm not the way. Allah says, I don't know the way. Uh, Buddha says, um, I don't know. But Jesus says this. So he comes and he makes this statement that is profound. So now it might sound arrogant from a perspective that one says, yeah, well, then are you, what about the people that don't believe in Jesus? What about those that pray to God? God as a title, Matthias. Robbie, are you back? I just want to let you guys know what happened to Robbie. Someone in their building switched off the electricity and the Wi-Fi. So sorry, he's trying to get back. Um, if he gets back, he can just speak up. Um, so, Matthijs, what about this person that does not believe in Jesus? He prays to the title God. What happens to this? He, he, because the Muslim God and the Hindu God and the Buddhist God, they're not the same. Their philosophies are no. different. What they put out in their writing is different. What about those people? What happens to them? Or what about the person that believes in self? Well, it's very clear. Scripture makes it very clear that anyone that's not in Christ will not be saved. Not Mm. even if you are a born Jew. Irrelevant if you are Jewish, if you are Hindu, if you are Muslim. uh, Even if you've lived a very good life. It doesn't, it will mean nothing because we all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. And that's mm. why we need a savior. So mm. the, the gift of God is free, but it's still everyone must receive it and, 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 and believe in him to obtain it. So um, for the person that's not in Christ, um, if I can draw a timeline from, let's say, from the beginning of the earth, up until where we are now and even, let's say, 50 years into the future, and Mm. you've got the straight timeline, and we think when we speak of um, Kronos, it means that, uh, or or, yeah, 
chronologically, then it means that we had the year one, we had the year, uh, let's say, 2000 before Christ, and, uh, and then now we are after Christ. I mean, 2000 after Christ. So basically, um, if we look at that timeline, every, anything out of that timeline, absent in body, present with God, Anywhere where you, where, where you, I mean, Abraham has not been in heaven a hundred years before me, or ten thousand, or let's say four thousand years in front of me. So the very moment when we blow out our breath, we are in in God's time, and it's there where we are in front of Him, and there's already the division has already been made. So, f- as a believer, you automatically. Are, are centered in Christ, you are in heaven, where the the, the, the one who is not believed has already received their just, judgment because they did not believe in the only way of God. And I don't think even there's going to be any confrontation. It's just the, the fact that they didn't believe has set them to, to, to I mean, and it's debatable. I mean, hell was never created for, for men. It was created for the, for the devil and his angels. Mm-hmm. But anyone who does not choose God or Jesus by default chooses to go to a place which they were never intended to go to. Okay, so here's another thing. Why do Catholics pray to the dead or some people pray to saints and other people pray towards angels? And I want to just twist this question up. We all or most of us have people that we know that love the Lord and has gone to be with the Lord. If can I pray to them, can they speak to God on my behalf and ask for a bit of a favor on my life? Praying to angels, praying to saints, um, praying to the dead. What, what do you make of that? Well, um, I believe that that when we, we pray to God and we speak of people that's, that's walked the faith in front of us, it's good to speak about their lives. But I mean, definitely none of them can do nothing for us or on part of us. We have one, uh, uh, what, what will we call it, uh, a lawyer, uh, an advocate that's already standing in for us, who is already, uh, and I mean, he, he's, he's speaking on our behalf. His blood is speaking on our behalf. But um, mm. I was in Russia back in 20, 2007, and the people, they pray to, to um, some of the saints, uh, and they'll pray to icons like St. Peter and St. Paul and St. Thomas, and especially the area where I was in was a very strong area for, for Thomas. And, um, and they, will, they will speak to the saints because they feel inadequate and that they feel that they need a medium. But that's why God has left us his Holy Spirit, which, which speaks in us and through us. And it, it, it will always reveal Christ in us. It will always take us back to who and what Christ is, because the whole function of the Holy Spirit is to reveal Christ in our lives. And then we can see how the, 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 the Holy Spirit points us every time back to Christ. Uh, yes. So yes. Christ is the, is the is the mediator that will stand in that gap and that will speak on our behalf. But I mean, mm. there's not much to be spoken because it's already been done. It's been completed. So mm. everything mm. that we see there, when we come in, in, in front of Christ, Christ is not going to remember our bad works and the sins and where we have failed. He's, 
um, everyone thinks, okay, well, he's going to take out the book and then he's going to read through your life and say, well, where you've missed it here and you've, you, you've missed it there. And, you know, yeah. what do you say about this? Do you have regret for that? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't, I, I think Robbie earlier said as the East is from the West, so he, God has removed these things from us. And the word says he never thinks of it again. So yes. it seems to me that God is a bad rememberer if it comes yeah. to sin. Or he wants to give himself out as someone that doesn't keep, um, uh, I mean, he even teaches us to, to, to not keep stock of what went wrong. You know, when you go for equality, we're not supposed mm. to, to hold on to those things. See, I think when we talk about that, we immediately talk about, um, there's two things I want to say here. The first is that there is only one mediator between man and God. And that is Jesus Christ. There's the only one mediator, only one name that's being saved. So we cannot pray to saints. We cannot pray to dead people because they don't necessarily have a voice or influence on the Father. Only Jesus has that influence and that voice. And we and Jesus is the commander of the armies of heaven. When the Bible says the Lord of hosts, it means he is the commander of the armies of heaven. The armies of heaven consist out of angels. He gives commands to the angels. So we can't go pray to angel this and angel that and, you know, burn a candle for this angel and hang up a totem for this uh, a saint because this saint is the saint of entrails and this saint is the saint of love. And, and now the, somehow we're going to have benevolence from that saint. That saint is powerless. It is God that's got power. It's the Holy Spirit on the earth that has power. Do you agree with that? 100%. Okay, so we have to get this thing out. This is so important. So when, when a person dies, they don't go to a place purgatory. I'm thinking, when I say that, I think about the man on the cross next to Jesus. And I, and I want to leave this with our audience. This is where we come to the ministry side of tonight, um, is that God doesn't require a barnyard door to open, a barn door to open for you, for him to come into your life. He will take the smallest little door that you open because he is a loving father, because he wants to save you, because he wants to gather you to himself. So this man hangs on this cross, and the only words he says to Jesus is, Lord, when you come in your kingdom, would you please remember me? This is a murderer. This is a thief. This is a criminal. This is the scum of the earth. And Jesus' answer reveals so much of the heart of, of God and who God is. He said, because you said that, because you opened that door that little bit, today you will be with me in paradise. Mm. Isn't that beautiful? Today. I'm going to... Matthijs, carry on. Yeah, man. I, Walker, that's, that's so beautiful, man. I, I, 
I really just feel you on that one. Just to get back to the purgatory, it's if you read the the, the meaning of the whole word purgatory, it's the condition of process or place of purification or temporary punishment in mm. which, according to the medieval Christians, the Roman Catholics believe that they go to this place where they get sanctified and after a period of time when they've been cleansed, then they will go into heaven or they might go into heaven. Mm. So, I mean, in, in that's absolute rubbish in the sense mm. of a, a, a manly teaching and it doesn't even make sense. I mean, no, at what point, who will cleanse you while you are in purgatory? Who mm. will, what will the conditions look like? What is the process or the A, Bs and Cs? And who, who knows if you will ever get right there? And mm. I mean, if the angels slipped up in heaven, what the heck, how are they going to cleanse us there? It's only through yeah. the blood of Christ Amen. and the, the water wash of the word. So there's no way that, that any of those things can sit uh, there's not a Hades or a place where you go and sleep and go and wait. I believe in the Old Testament for, to, for the, the, the people to understand because Christ did not yet come. And the, the word says after Christ died, he didn't go into hell to go and suffer. He already was victorious on the cross. Amen. So the Bible says he went and preached to those who, who, were, who, were in, <laughs> who, who was in this area. And I mean, yeah. the, the only thing that Christ did there was he was proclaiming the victory of the cross. And those Amen. who believe, and to open a can of worms, I believe <laughs> that them, even the son of um, um, damnation, Judas, I don't mm. know, maybe he, he believed in Christ, maybe there. Yeah. I, I won't know what happened to him, but that's one of the interesting <laughs> things that I would like to see when we get into heaven. You know, Amen. What's the chances of, of Judas maybe being there? Yeah, I mean, and that that is a possibility. Here's the thing. We all are in sin right now. And guys, I don't know if you're all saved. I don't know, maybe you've never, you know, opened your heart and said, Jesus, come in. And maybe you've done that in the past and you, you well, you've just drifted from it. Maybe you've never really seriously done it and tonight's conversation you saying i am willing to open the door for jesus into my life Matthias, would you pray for that person tonight and i will surely do father thank you lord for for the wonderful message that we could speak about tonight lord that we don't need to fear death or mm. any other thing that comes against us but that we have overcome by the blood of the lamb and that's given us a testimony for the mm. season Lord, if there's anyone tonight listening to this message who has not given their hearts to you, and they've not decided, Lord, to follow you with their whole life, Lord, I want to ask Jesus that tonight that you will work in their hearts and that you will give them the grace and the ability that they will take this gift of God, which is freely given, but it will cost them everything. And Lord, that they will deny themselves and walk after you. So, Lord, even tonight, as you work in the hearts of those who used to have hearts of stone, Father, raise them up into glory. Father, let them experience your hand, your joy, your peace, your love, and your guidance. And, Father, fill them with your Holy Spirit, which is the guarantee of our salvation until we acquire it in Jesus' mighty name. And just there where you are, if you've never accepted Jesus 
you can just say, Lord Jesus, I, I invite you into my heart as my Lord and Savior. And I accept the work of the cross. Mm. Amen. Father, I thank you that the good work that you will have started within me today, that you will bring it into completion. Amen. Holy Spirit, fill me up, use me, and glorify yourself within me. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. This, thank you, Matthijs. We've come to the end of the show, and as you guys know, I always end up with a naked truth. This is the naked truth of what happens to you when you die. The condition that you are in now will determine what happens. If you are saved now, you might still have sin. You might still drive too fast and you might still use the odd wrong word and you might even have a bad habit. But that condition of being saved will, after death, determine your eternity with Christ. If your condition is without Christ today, whether you like it or not, you will not be spending time with him. You would have chosen to spend eternity in hell, which was not created for you. It was created for Satan and his fallen angels. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the naked truth. Good night. <laughs>